morning. This is Sister Lisa coming to you from the ILD, the Edwin Elder Library. And today we're on page 23 of Punch the Bully, Dealing with Anxiety by Evie Drost. Perfectionism. A form of paralyzing fear is perfectionism. Perfectionism usually harbors the fears of criticism and rejection at its core. It's the drive to get everything just right in order to secure acceptance and respect from others. The original meaning of the word perfect was completion. The perfectionism that comes from fear goes beyond this definition because it is preoccupation with the complete absence of error and flaws. And that's what I thought perfect was. I thought perfect was um, no mistake, no flaws. But if that's true about perfect meaning completion, wow. You know, um, talks about there's no one perfect except Jesus. Well, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He was, he is the first and the last. But I also think it, his, his definition of perfect is no flaws without sin, no mistakes. But my husband, I always, I told you before, um, Psalms 37, 37 was his life verse. Mark the perfect man and behold the upright. The end of that man is peace. To be perfect be perfect is upright to be um, peaceful to bring peace um, how beautiful are the feet of them that carry the gospel that are um, their feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel peace 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 I leave with you that's what um, you know when he was born when he was born, it's peace on earth, good will toward men. Jesus, when he was born, when he died, peace I leave with you. He is the comforter. The Holy Ghost, he sent the comforter in his name. The Holy Ghost that gives us peace. Makes every day a Sabbath. Every day is a day of rest. In Jesus, peace. Okay, back to the book. You know, um, in our quest of per- perfectionism, this usually stems from feelings of rejection, criticism, or not just being good enough that we picked up in our formative years. Sometimes these fears don't come from active criticism. Words such as, you're so dumb, you won't amount to anything. Or, withholding a positive reinforcement. Kids need to be encouraged. Tell them they're doing a good job. Egg them on to do good and say, oh man, you are the best. You are, you're so good at that. And just think when you practice how much better you're going to be. That's me as a music teacher. It's like, look at that. You went, your hands went right to the place it's supposed to go on the keyboard. You're doing a great job. Now let's do it again and let's try not to make any mistakes. You know, don't make any mistakes at the beginning. Don't make any mistakes at the end. Don't make any mistakes anywhere. Try your very best. Do it over and over until you get it right. Practice perfect makes perfect. Okay. Perfectionists usually battle with procrastination because it just feels so risky to start on a project that might be less than acceptable and produce the dreaded rejection or criticism. This type of fear acts like a paralyzing agent. When perfectionism sits in the driver's seat, it says things like, How do I do this correctly? Can I even do it right? How can I make sure so-and-so doesn't disapprove of my job? I have to catch every little detail. These types of doubts and insecurities make the person want to delay turning on the car for as long as possible. Better yet, it makes abandonment highly attractive. 
perfectionism is automatically anxiety inducing because it's future oriented concern as with trauma the root of perfectionist thinking must be uncovered and worked through in order for the anxiety to be brought under control that's true so many times we're afraid to do this stuff because we're probably going to mess up um, that's kind of, I think, how come I have not written my husband's book yet. Actually, I've been working on it. I have bits and pieces, but I have not done anything towards getting it um, typed up and, and um, broken up into chapters. And um, I did have, I do have a cover picked out, and I do have my foreword, and I do have, um, I do have some things. I just need to sit down one day and do it. But I guess that's my fear is I'm afraid that people are like, oh, that's not how I remember it, you know, um, or, you know, we all see different sides of, of people, and it's like, I hope I don't get this wrong, I hope I don't say something wrong, um, but I feel impressed on my, from the Lord that I'm supposed to write it, and I know that He is the author, He is, I just said that while ago, that He's the author and finisher of our faith, but He also is the author We are the scribes. If he wants a book written about my husband, he will help me to write the right things. Something that's going to edify somebody else's life. Um, Somebody's going to see something in his life that's going to help them through something in their life. You know, friends and family, it's going to keep memories of him alive. And But generations to come, God willing, people that may have never ever met him in real life, still some of his sermons or some of the close calls he had with death, that God kept him. Um, some of the things that we went through in our life. Um, I'm not going to go into a lot of details. Because remember, God's love covers a multitude of sins. Jesus' blood covers a multitude of sins. And forgiveness is a wonderful thing. And so there's the things in our life that wasn't so glamorous. Um, you know, I think that I went through those. So I can help other people that go through similar things. But I don't want to dwell, dig that stuff up. It's forgiveness. When you forgive something... You don't, you don't dwell on it. You don't bring it up. And we were young. Um, I was 19 and he was 21 when we got married. So we had a lot of growing up to do. So you know it was not a honeymoon for 38 years. There was ups and downs, good times and bad times. But God was making and molding us into what we have become and what I'm still becoming. You know, um, he's not done with us yet. We're still on that potter's wheel still the sheep of his pasture so anyway i want to just leave that with you today don't let anxiety keep you from doing stuff remember this is a year of change if you've been scared to do something before branch out do something you know what um you might fail but for sure you'll never reach success um some of the people that um that we think of well-off people have many bankruptcies or lost things in fire, or lost family. Um, the guy who wrote It Is Well With My Soul lost his daughters. Um, um, in a, they, were, they were a shipwreck, and they, all, and they died. Um, just different things. People went with things, but yeah, he was able to say, It is well with my soul. You know, when you re- realize that everything we have on this earth is not ours, it's just borrowed for a while. Dottie Rambo wrote that song. It says, the things of this world um, are, are just borrowed. They're not mine at all. Jesus, only let me use them to brighten my life. So remind me, remind me, dear Lord. The things that we love and hold dear to our heart, you know, they're just borrowed. 
And that's one thing I have to remember about the loss of my husband. I lost him physically, but I've got those memories and I've got our fa- our life, our family, his children, his grandchildren, his extended family, his cousins, his mom and dad, everything that he left me with. I've got that and I cherish that. I wouldn't have it without him. There's so much stuff I owe my so much. I owe so much thanks thanks to him and to God who made it possible. So let's remember this key point another to the cross. Jesus is coming soon and have a perfect day. Have a perfect day in Jesus. Doesn't matter if you mess up or not, because God can take the pieces of our life and make something beautiful. Love you. Bye bye.